Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Dear listeners, and welcome to Guys with Bibles. I'm Lee. And I'm Sean. Sean? Yeah. What are you doing here? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what you're doing here. (laughs) We we were trying, I was trying to record with Scott earlier, and his phone, the screen literally turned green and wouldn't work. Yeah. And so... He's like, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to record tonight. So I sent you a text, and here you are. Yeah. You came through. Yeah. I kind of missed you guys. I figured I'd jump on here and do something. Well, I know Scott misses you too, so he would have been here otherwise. But Yeah. Nice to hear from you. Hope hope everything's going all right in your world. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going great. It's just busy um, with uh, the kiddos. COVID. And, no, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, um, between the kids and uh, I'm engaged now. And, uh, what? Um, and soon to be married at the end of January. What? So That's so, what happens when you get engaged. Yeah, you end up getting married after that, I guess. <laughs> It happens every time. Almost every time. <laughs> I can't say it uh, but, always happens. Almost but yeah, so we're getting ready for that and doing premarital counseling and uh, all kinds of stuff. So it's all good, but it's just a lot of stuff. So Mazel tov. Yeah. Fun times for the Tomlin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the soon-to-be Tomlin. <laughs> yeah. So, since you're back, um, I think we we're going to talk about your favorite psalm. Yeah, yeah, we are. Which you recently blogged about on your new personal blog. Yeah, I, uh, I um, kind of, I don't know, I always wanted a, just like my own website to do my own writing on. Um, to be famous on? Yeah, not be famous. I definitely not going to be famous. <laughs> But I just like to write, and uh, I tried to. I I have a personal one because I didn't want you know a, a schedule or uh, be anything like that. I just wanted to you know if I'm bored one night and I feel like I have enough time that it's not going to get in the way of anything else. Maybe I can write something. But uh, I'm gonna. What goes on that is gonna be sent 
to guys with Bibles anyway, so it's going to go up on the blog whenever I post one. So I and, think that's cool. And then maybe, uh, but it's called Redeemed Dust, um, and it's uh, theredeemeddust.com. So, but uh, theredeemeddust.com. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just blogged about Psalm 88 on there, which is, like you said, my favorite psalm. So, because you're weird like that. <laughs> yeah. Not Actually, no, it's, people, it's so good. Not too many people can say that they like Psalm 88 that much, but I do. Well, if you like it so much, how about you recite it from memory here on the po- on the podcast? No, well, I, I'll do just that. No, I can't do that. In Hebrew. Oh, Lord. No. Uh, but I am going to read it. I'll read it. Um, read it. Out of the non-Arminian standard version. Yes. Cue the Hammond. <laughs> oh, sorry, so, wrong podcast. That's just thinking, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, we're not that. We're gonna get cool. a copyright takedown <laughs> from within our own network. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Psalm eighty-eight, a petition to be saved from death, a song, a psalm of the sons of Korah for the choir director, according to the Mahalaloth, Leonoth, a maskil of Haman the Ezraite. I probably butchered that, but I'm sorry. You're Um, forgiven. O Lord, the God of my salvation, I have cried out by day and in the night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry, for my soul has had enough troubles and my life has drawn near to Sheol. I am reckoned among those who go down to the pit. I have become like a man without strength, forsaken among the dead, Like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, and they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the lowest pit, in the dark places, in the depths. Your wrath has rested upon me, and you have afflicted me with all your waves. Salah. You have removed my acquaintances far from me. You have made me an object of loathing to them. I am shut up and cannot go out. My eyes have wasted away. I have called upon you every day, O Lord. I have spread out my hands to you. Will you perform wonders for the dead? Will the departed spirits rise and praise you? Salah. Will your loving kindness be declared in the grave, your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be made known in the darkness and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, have cried out to you for help, and in the morning my prayer comes before you. O Lord, why do you reject my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? I was afflicted and about to die from my youth on. I suffer your terrors. I am overcome. Your burning anger has passed over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They have surrounded me like water all day long. They have encompassed me altogether. You have removed lover and friend far from me. My acquaintances are in darkness. This here ends the reading. Well, that'll preach. (laughs) (laughs) So uplifting. 
gosh. <clears throat> so I'm just gonna. What appeals to you? What appeals to you out of this? Um. Well, I'm not gonna read my blog. That would be silly. People can go read it if they want. Um, there will be a link in the show notes. Yeah, and it'll probably be on the Guys with Bibles blog as well. Um, but yeah, actually, it will it will be soon once I get around to putting it on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the poll quote that I have for it though. Um, Gosh, I love a poll quote. Just uh, slap you in the face with that. Oh yeah, but it's uh, even the darkest psalms, like the darkest times in our lives, are never pitch black. Um, which, in this case, there is no, uh, there's no like happy part of the psalm. Yeah, this is this is pretty solidly a psalm of lament, for sure. Yeah, it, it there's. It, which it expresses like this raw picture of deep suffering before God. You know, so there are there are several psalms of lament in in the book of Psalms. Um, but the most famous one that always comes to mind for me when I think about it is Psalm 22, which part of which is what Jesus said from the cross. Uh, the first verse, the first half of the first verse, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, and it goes through, and it's pretty dark as well about the afflictions. It actually has a lot in common with 88, really, um, that there are these physical afflictions. I'm a worm and not a man. I've been despised. Um, Upon you I was cast from my birth. Um, And it actually gives the, the literal descriptions of having pierced hands and feet, counting, I can count all my bones. They divide my garments, so it's very... um, it's very uh, prophetic of Christ and what Christ would do, um, but you're right. There, there's not a whole lot of light in there, um, and I think I think there is a there's a place for that for sure. Um, but yeah. there's enough light. There's enough light that you can say that it's not fully despairing. Um, it's a psalm of lament, not a psalm of despair. Right, and uh, this is also. It- Although it's such a raw and dark psalm, it's a psalm that should be actually pretty relatable to almost everybody. Or oh, actually yeah. for everybody. Um, everybody, their suffering, touch, suffering and pain and grief, uh, depression, addiction, um, uh, death um, of a family member, or close friend, or a spouse or anything like that. Any of those things can cause this, this deep, raw suffering and grief that is expressed in this Psalm. Um, we don't really know what, what this, the Psalmist is actually suffering from. It doesn't actually say that. Um, we just know that, that his situation is, is dire. Um, and that, the gl- the the glimmer of light uh, that's found in this psalm that it, it, it's not pitch black is the fact that the psalmist right in verse one uh, he refers to God as Lord O God of my the God of my salvation 
Um, and the fact that even though it's so dark, it's so dark, um, he's not, his first, uh, priority is prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, prayer is in fact what he's doing in the Psalm. He's praying to God. This entire thing is a prayer, but it's, he's directing his grief towards God as in a reliance that he's relying on God to get him through this, what, whatever was happening to him. Um, right. And that's what he means in verse nine, where he says, I've called upon you every day. O Lord, I've spread out my hands to you. Yeah. He's showing his reliance. Not only, you know, he's bringing his complaint, his lament to God, but he's, spreading out his hands to him, you know, that's a, um, that's a sign of, you know, expecting God's answer. You know, it's right. not like he's just shouting into the void. Like he knows that God hears him because God has heard him when he's prayed to him previously. You know, God doesn't ruin that track record, you know. Uh, he He's promised to have an ear to his covenant people. Um, and so he can spread out his hands and expect expect that answer. It may not be oh, yeah. the answer he wants, but I just need, I just need your, it's as if saying to God, I just need um, your provision for me. Whatever it is you're going to give me, I'm ready for it. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. And see, uh, prayer is powerful, but not in the way that so, some people think that uh, when you pray, you're, you're like, you're trying to get God to change his mind. Um or something like that, but that's not really what prayer is. Uh, God is sovereign. His will will be done. Um, uh, me and me and my fiance have a little, uh, saying that we're always like, there is no plan B. Um, (laughs) and uh, it's absolutely true, but, um, God has ordained prayer. It's a means of grace. It's extremely important, but, it's it's powerful in that it draws us closer to him and to have this better reliance on him that's what prayer is for um especially in the context of this of this psalm um and i mean this relates not just to in the old testament context but even t- today as new covenant believers were Uh, we aren't, uh, when you become a Christian, it's not like you stop suffering all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> uh, Depends on who you pro- ask. <laughs> in fact, it's, yeah. Uh, in fact, it's probably, I mean, if you're doing it right, it's probably going to get worse. Um, right. Exactly. Uh, which is, but, uh, what is it? Philippians 3.10. Um, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. So we find saw we, we find peace, we find rest, we find uh, we find this in the the death and resurrection of Christ. Um, it, so in our sufferings, we can rely on Christ's sufferings. So good, so true. You uh, since we're talking about you know, the, the signs of hope in this psalm, when you were reading it again, one of the things that 
jumped out to me is verses 10 through 12. Um, uh, so he's he's asking these rhetorical questions, and um, obviously the answer to to say is no, right, to these these questions. But you know, he's just gone from verse nine saying that I've spread out my hands to you. Will you perform wonders for the dead? Well, no. But this man saying this prayer isn't dead. You know, we we know that those who believe have been given new life. They've been regenerated. Um, so he's not dead. He's actually, he is spiritually alive. So even though yeah. he's suffering in his life, he's far from dead. Um, so he's like the slain who lie in the grave, uh, like he says in verse 5, but he isn't. He's not dead like those lying in the grave. He might feel like he is, but he already has received the grace of of, of being alive, being alive to say this prayer. And he knows yeah. that he can, um, that God will work uh, will work wonders because he isn't dead. Um, the departed spirits, will the departed spirits rise and praise you? No, but here's a man with a living spirit in a living body right now who will go to praise him especially when this time of trial is over. I, th- those questions um, that, he, that he writes there really mean a lot to me because yeah. in, in, making that, in making that statement, he's, he's saying it's the opposite. You, know, yeah. you will uh-huh. perform wonders for the living. The spirits will not rise and praise you because there are people with living spirits to praise you. That's, uh, that's our calling, you know. Our, our joy, even in the midst of suffering, would be to praise. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was reading. I can't remember what I was reading. I was studying through the psalm before I was writing on it. And uh, I got to those verses, and it said something about... I can't even remember what I... Th- it might have been the Reformation Study Bible. But um, it said something about... Uh, the Old Testament picture of the resurrection wasn't quite complete. Um, so where we, as on this side of the cross, will read those questions and automatically think, you know, risen to new life in Christ, that wasn't quite the case here. Um, right. They they had a picture. They had an idea of the resurrection. They you know they believed in the resurrection of the dead, but. This was more the fact that a physically dead person cannot glorify God, um, <laughs> right. like verbally, you know, um, almost a like, like the Valley know, of Dry Bones kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But they're all they're all dead. They're not going to praise anybody, let alone God. They but can't I've, speak. Before I read that note, I never thought of it that way. I always thought of it the way you just said it as. Yeah, as you, someone on this side of the cross and this side of the crucifixion, so yeah, how, it is kind of interesting just how much the work of Christ changes everything that that came in the Old Testament. You know, mm-hmm. so like we can see him in all those in all those uh, books in the Old Testament um, if we're reading carefully. But the it is it is really interesting how the meaning really does change. Um, or I should say, maybe not changed, but is fulfilled. Like we see what it's all pointing toward, and that would be something that the original audience wouldn't have seen. Right. I wouldn't say that it would that would make it not a hopeful still, or that wouldn't remove the the hope from it that we see. But I think they would have applied it a little differently. 
It, yeah, exactly. I, that's what I was trying to get at. Very good. Um, yeah, it makes total sense. And if we back up a little bit to verse 8, um, you have removed my acquaintances far from me. You have made me an object of loathing to them. I am shut up and cannot go out. Uh, <laughs> uh, that sounds familiar. Who does that sound like, Lee? <laughs> it sounds like all of us right now in the yeah. in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going for Job. But. Yeah. Okay, all right, fine. Give the Sunday school answer, why don't you? No, that's Jesus. That's the Sunday school answer. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. But, Second class Sunday school answer. But but yeah, I always It's definitely Job. Yeah, it sounds just Cuz even like when Job. they tried to come help him, they made it worse. Oh, they were awful people. I would never speak to them again if I were him afterward, but Job was a better man than I am. But at the same time, Job, he he got a little snarky, too, at times. I don't blame him. Oh, sure. But, yeah. Well, really, I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he faced the same trial that... I, I think his trial definitely uh, fits these words in Psalm 88 pretty well. That oh, was some yeah. intense... I mean, he lost his entire family except his wife. He lost everything he ever worked for and owned. Um, and he, and then he had the the spiritual torment from the the bad advice, the bad exhortations from his friends and his wife, who basically told him to curse God and die. Um, yeah, I, I'd I'd be having a hard time with life too, and probably saying some things oh, I regret. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have handled it as well as Job did. <laughs> um, the cool thing about the book of Job, now we're going to get on to Job, is. <laughs> Is the idea like the God um, showed us kind of the behind the scenes of what was happening with Job, and that he gave Satan a limited amount of power over Job's life and certain aspects of his life, um, and and Job, and when you're reading through this and the sufferings of Job through those chapters and. Uh, the laments and the despair and the grief you he has no idea that that what's happening behind the scenes but we have a glimpse of it in scripture so we we get that different a little bit of a different perspective on where it's coming from so at Mm -hmm. the end when god basically says i don't need to tell you why you went through what you went through (laughs) i'm which he doesn't i mean he doesn't have to he's not he's not joking around and he's not—he's not obligated to tell us. He's—he he doesn't have to explain himself to us. Uh, yeah, I just—I think that's a really cool book because you get that—that that perspective. Um, when you feel you're... like something's happened and you feel like God's turned His back on you, or that you've lost your salvation, or um, you're being punished by God, it's—it's it's actually you're being—you're being tested. This is the. And I'm gonna I'm gonna forget. This is this is why Scott needs to be here to remember all the uh, the yeah, citations for things. But th- this is where he's so good at that. Um, <laughs> I'll never tell him that. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have told him that. But um, where um, where Paul, I think it's Paul talking about the uh, um, the dross being purified away in the fire, right? Yeah, removing yeah. the dross from the precious metal. I think um, it's Paul. I th- yeah, that sounds pretty Pauline. 
Um, I'm very tired, so that's probably why I'm blanking on this. Yeah. But um, it, that's still true. I think those testing times where you feel, even if you do feel despair, um, things are not going well, and you have the temptation to feel like you're being punished by God for something you've done wrong, for some sin that you're not aware that you've been committing, you're just being, you are being tested by God, and he's um, treating you like a son or a daughter um, in, yeah. in growing your faith through a difficult trial. You're not under yeah. condemnation. It's actually the opposite. You're going yeah. through this because God's faithful to grow you, to continue the work um, of strengthening your heart, of um, deepening your faith and your reliance on him, and not not getting high on your own supply. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Because you, you have the tendency to do that when things are going too well. Man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm really doing this right, you know? You, oh, yeah. You, you're tempted to think that. And that kind of, if we jump down to like like verse 14 where it says, Oh, Lord, why do you reject my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? There's that, you know, that feeling of abandonment like God is distant. Um, and sometimes when we get that feeling that he is so far away, that's, that's really at that point in our deepest sufferings is when he's actually probably the closest. Um, mm-hmm, right. Uh, cause I always jump to, um, Hebrews four, six, 14 to 16. Um, and I'll read that, but yeah. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, we we have a, we worship a God that has been where we are um probably but in and suffered as we suffer uh in every little thing that we felt every temptation every uh disappointment depression name it you name it abandonment you name it christ has experienced it on on earth and uh he didn't leave that on earth when he ascended to heaven. That's part of him. Uh, and so we can have confidence that we can rely on him. We, we, can, we can have confidence and be assured in the fact that in our sufferings, we can rely on Christ because Christ suffered the exact he felt the exact same pain that, that we're feeling at that point whatever that may for whatever reason that may be when he said i feel your pain it was true <laughs> unlike uh when when bill clinton said that and it was just a, a political I line feel your pain yeah <laughs> jesus really did feel your pain <laughs> yeah he and he experienced your pain 
that you won't have to experience like on a cosmic on on a on an eternal level (laughs) yeah eternal pain he dealt with that for you uh he took the 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 real the true and righteous judgment for my cosmic treason against god as an enemy of god a hater of god and took that on himself so that i would not experience it and not only not only not experience that punishment but actually experience the connection of the reconciliation with god the relational connection with god that he has had from eternity and i only get that by riding his coattails well actually right. no cuz i've i've been adopted as a son so he's not dragging me along he's written me into the will he's written you into the will and we yeah. get to be sons now and we will then get to see him face to face in the full consummation of the covenant of grace oh, in yeah. the in the new Jerusalem. Yeah, that's a pretty given... good deal. <laughs> oh, I yeah. could live a whole lifetime of of Psalm eighty eight type uh, scenarios to look forward to that. And in fact, there, oh. I I wager there's been a lot of Christians over history, and I think a lot of Christians in our current day who are living the the situation of Psalm 88 every hour of every day. Oh yeah. And and, and looking forward to the marriage supper. It's it's life life can be very hard and overwhelming and and unlike the uh the little uh saying goes God will sometimes give you more than you can handle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, uh, not he's he and he does that because you need to rely on him, and uh, he does that so that you can turn to him in prayer, and even when you don't have anything else, um, you got you have the ability as a believer to boldly approach the throne of grace because of what Christ did. And you have the ability in the darkness to, to find that little glimmer of light, that, that, that hope and assurance that you can get through prayer and in that reliance on God that you desperately need. Um, and another, another point is you shouldn't, think that it's only in these extremely dark times that prayer should be your first should be it shouldn't be your last resort it should be your first resort hey um but it whether it's good times or bad times or horrible times or whatever uh your your greatest need is christ and his your reliance on him uh no matter if it's going good for you bad for you or somewhere in the middle um, I think most of us are somewhere in the middle most of the time, but uh, hey, my, you you That's need so to, true. you need to, your greatest need is Christ, no matter what, and you need to continue your prayer life um, constantly. Pray the most neglected ceasing. spiritual discipline, like it's it's the means of grace that I think we Christians take advantage of the least. Yeah. <laughs> I know I do at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh I struggle I struggle with the same thing. Um I I think a lot of people do. I think uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people find prayer difficult um when it shouldn't be. 
but um, we tend to complicate good things. Yeah, you you complicate it. You think you you think you're uh, saying something wrong, or doesn't have to be perfect. Just just pray. Um, the simple fact of praying anything to God uh, is causing you to rely more on Him, and uh, it it changes you, and that's the purpose of it. Uh, that's the reason that God ordained it. So, do I it. think. I, yeah, I, I, and I, I think another thing that this psalm reminds us is that it's good to tell God the truth, you know. Um, yeah. So this this psalmist is being really forthright about his cares and concerns and his worries. He's not sugarcoating anything. He's not worried to say the wrong thing. He's just telling God the truth about about where he is right now. Not that God didn't already know. You know, I, I think he, he's praying this prayer with full knowledge that, that his the God of his salvation is already keenly aware of his situation. But because he trusts God, because he understands that God has all the power to change his circumstances and to help him through these circumstances, so he's going to go on and tell him about it. Um, yeah. it's, it's such, um, it's, that, it's a childlike faith, you know. Yeah. Yes, God already knows, but he really he gets glory by us telling him the truth about what is going on in our hearts. Absolutely. Be, um, you know, when you were saying about, you know, that's that trite saying that God never gives us more than we can handle. Well, he does give us more than we can handle, and it's merciful that he does so because when we're when we're facing that, it makes us realize in a deeper sense that God has everything handled. Yep. You know, God, it, there's nothing God can't handle. Yeah, and because... we get to see his bigness and our smallness when we're in those times. Bigly. Bigly. <laughs> Unbelievable bigly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, do, uh, any other final comments? Um, I don't think so. I think I hit on... Pretty much, because cool. I was ready to shout yeah. "Hi, mine!" and go running, but I, f- <laughs> but I f- figured I'd give you a chance to finish. Up. Actually, I have a little, I have a little shout out to give too. So, um, okay. I wanted to give mad props to uh, the Lord's Day Frog. I don't know, I, I well, I do know about you, but um, I've been, I've been a massive fan of his memes for a while. I even have the T-shirt. Uh, I've worn it to church a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like when I walk into church, my greeting to everybody isn't just good morning. I'm like, it's the Lord's day, my dudes. <laughs> That's become like the new motto. So uh, I was super pumped when uh, when he was tweeting that he was starting to listen to guys with Bibles and has actually been live tweeting through the <laughs> Ephesians series and making some memes along the way. So I want to say a big thank you to the Lord's day frog for um, for listening and for encouraging us and making some sweet memes out of our content. Uh, I've been very grateful for that, and I uh, I will continue to love and repost almost every one of his memes <laughs> on Twitter and on Facebook. So, Amen. Huge thanks. Huge thanks. Well, Sean, you want to do the honors about where they can find us? Oh, gosh. Can, can, this can you remember the litany? <laughs> oh, no. Let me... No, no. Bear I'll, with I'll, me, people. I'm I'm kidding. I can do it. 
I won't. Make, I know oh, I'm not okay. going to make you do it. I just wanted to. I wanted to get that cringe reaction out of you. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on the website guyswithbibles.com. That's where you can read our blogs. That's where you can find the reblogged content from Sean's Redeemed Dust blog. Um, you can read my blogs there, although I've been less than faithful with the blogs lately. I've had a lot going on. Um, we um, we actually have a new podcast host, so um, the latest audio of the podcast is not on the website yet, um, but it will be. I'll backfill that, um, but um, our RSS feed comes from a new company now. It's not directly tied to the website, so audio will be back on the website soon, but you really should just use your free will to go choose a podcatcher and then subscribe to Guys With Bibles there. That's the easiest way to get our audio. So go on there and subscribe. And while you're there, you should just go ahead and subscribe to all the Bar Network podcasts, which is a growing family of podcasts. In fact, there are two new podcasts, two women's podcasts, to be to be uh, precise. Um, yeah. Women's Hope and the Open Hearts podcast. And actually, ah. Open Hearts came over from Tulips and Honey. Uh, over to the bar network oh i didn't so, know that yes so it's uh the host is brooke bartz uh and i've been working with her closely because i will be the uh, um producer for her show so um that's really exciting i'm excited to work with her and um so you guys need to go over and subscribe to the open hearts podcast as well um excellent excellent content specifically for christian ladies um Really great, really great stuff. So the Bar Network family is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, this is in a really exciting time. So uh, go do that. Um, you can also find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Guys With Bibles, and also on Facebook. You can go on there, find our group and our page. You can like our page and then request to join the group. And uh, we'll be glad to have you in the community there. We've got open DMs on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can also write in the group as well because we love feedback. Um, you can also email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com. Sean, it's been wow. real. Yeah, and uh, I'll have to come by and do this a little more often. Yes, once you get your once you get your new married man life together. Uh, yeah, once I get scrape my once I get my life together. In general, um, once you clean yourself up, then you can come to Jesus. No, I'm kidding. yeah, yeah. Just kidding, just kidding. No, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I've congratulations. Well. Happy for you. It was nice Thank talking you. to you tonight. Way it to go. It was nice talking to you too. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Mm. Well, and without any further ado, this is Guys with Bibles, and, and we're, we're out. Yeah, uh-huh. Ha-ha. <laughs>